Hey everybody, welcome to the Climbing Sycamores podcast, uh, where we look at today's topics to get a better view of Christianity. I'm Annie Beagie, and I'm joined by my friends Ben Sadler and Matt Harbach. Yo! Hey, usually say something sarcastic at this time, Matt. You got nothing? Something sarcastic. Ha ha ha, got him. Welcome. How's everybody doing? Great. Great. Annie sometimes wonders what she should talk about. And I said, Annie, just whatever you're angry about, just yeah. tell us what you're angry about. Yeah, That's yeah. usually a good start. Totally. So what are you angry about? Um, well, yeah. So I, I was thinking and I and in the moment I really wasn't. I'm not even I wouldn't say angry, but um, so, you know, you guys know I've uh, got my tattoo and I've now spent um, a total of eight hours with with my tattoo artist, who, mm-hmm. by the way, is amazing like yeah. i have a girl crush on her she is just <laughs> fascinating woman um so if anybody needs a recommendation uh you know hit me up and i'll that is a long time to spend with somebody and i probably have another four hours to go so now i'm i'm in close proximity oh, yeah man. with somebody for wow hours it looks you know. good Thank maybe you. i'll get one yeah i mean this Great. is this is why I could never get a tattoo like those 15 minutes when you're getting your hair cut are already way too uncomfortable <laughs> for me <laughs> Or it's like I, I can kind of make conversation, but at the same time, like you're busy, and I kind of want to just leave. And you're talking eight hours now, and I'm thinking it's going to be twelve. Oh. All of a sudden, done. Yeah, see, that's why I could never do it. I think it's great though, but here, you know, here I'm getting a chance to mm-hmm. know her, and yeah, and, that's you great. know, because that's all that's all you can do, right? Is chit chat. Um, so our our topics, you know, run the run the gamut of, you know, politics and COVID and. Uh, music and art and TV mm. and religion. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, she knows that I'm a practicing Christian and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And she told me a story that it kind of it irritated me um, for her. Mm-hmm. So she's got this shop in Menominee Falls. She's on Main Street. So it's main drag. Um, she said in about 2019, she got. So let me start by saying her shop is like immaculately decorated like the aesthetic is just so cool she's a lover of nature and and so she's got like a lot of taxidermied pieces mm-hmm. um she's got like framed moths you know and like um she's got one of those like i don't know what they what they're called but like the bull skull that you might see in texas you know what i'm talking sure. about she's got one of those mounted she's got like a pheasant mounted is she a hunter or just likes nature she's not but she's a, like she likes nature and i think okay. she she draws nature sure. and she's creative with nature. And like, so I, I think she appreciates it. So, um, she's also got a giant Ram like mm. bust mm-hmm. and it's huge and it's in the front of the shop and you can see it when you're walking by cool. from the, from the window. So in 2019, she gets a Facebook message from presumably a Christian woman who says, do you know that a ram is the sign of the devil? Are you worshiping the devil in there? Just doing her civic duty. We salute you, Facebook woman. Well, <laughs> If I would have been there, I would have said well, the same thing. This is, this is my thing. So I guess my, and, and so she said that uh, she took some time to collect herself and then, you know, wrote back like, Thank you for your interest in the shop. Like, yeah. you know, blah, 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 Would blah. Would you like a tattoo? Right. And so my gripe about this is, you know, we always talk about how we should, you know, work to evangelize mm-hmm. and like, what's the appropriate way to do that? Um, what's the appropriate way to care about somebody's eternity and their souls and their, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, whatever. To me, I think this woman, I, I don't know, but I think this Facebook woman might have been trying to evangelize or something. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like where she's trying to call her out on, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, no lady, you're going about this the wrong way. Yeah. Like go sit in her shop, get a tattoo and right. talk to her about it. Right. Go into her shop and say, hey, I love, I'm watching, looking at the decor from out there. Can I come in and just take a look around and ask her about it? Don't make these wild assumptions that because she's got this beautiful taxidermied ram in her shop that she's a Satan worshiper. Isn't technically a goat? A goat is like the devil thing when he separates the sheep from the goats. That's like, that's the, that's the symbolism is he separates the sheep from the goats. So sheep are actually good and rams are just male sheep so that oh. would be the place to start is it's, it's not rams it's goats well whatever so but the point is it was more about the the method sure. that this woman chose sure. this crusade she wanted to go on sure um when i just don't think i you know and i think we've talked about mm-hmm. this type of stuff before like what is the appropriate way to talk to people about yeah Jesus, right. is it standing on the street corner with your megaphone? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's to me, it's the same thing mm-hmm. with this woman. Is like, come into the shop, ask yeah. her about it. Like, if you yeah. have such a problem, don't just make assumptions that that's what's going on. Yeah, you know, come get a tattoo. You're yeah. gonna have plenty of time to talk to her. <laughs> you know, and so it is. It's offensive to me that people mm-hmm. are doing this type of thing in the name of what I'm. I'm guessing was a way for her to. <laughs> Talk about Jesus and evangelize and, you know, I just, I don't understand it. We watched Edward Scissorhands the other day mm. and there's a caricature of that, you know, this woman running through the, the scenes, calling him a d- the d- from the devil because he's got scissors on his hands. He's all black and all things like that. Um, it reminds me of how Martin Luther 500 years ago approached change or evangelism and, and, and topics like these, like... First of all, I never would have made that connection. I mean, if we, we were talking about some of this last week on the stuff that's a lot more in your face at the Grammys, you know, that right. uh, like wearing horns, like, okay, that's you're really <laughs> trying to right. be on the nose there. Um, and then we also talked about how you really first need to establish, like, are you on the same playing field? Like, do you mm-hmm. both agree that the Bible is scripture? And if that's true, then you can, like, you know, Talk That's what about. I was going to start too. But the other thing is kind of what you were talking about when it comes to time, like spend some time trying to figure out what's going on. Martin Luther, 500 years ago, he did, a, it was pretty interesting. He was on a crusade, you could say, for the purity of the gospel. And he saw a lot of abuses in the Catholic Church, uh, praying to saints instead of Jesus or Mary instead of Jesus or in, in addition to and then some of the other practices of buying indulgences to get out of purgatory. And in the beginning, he kept some of those parts in his liturgy, and he slowly got rid of some of these parts of the worship service, even though there was some things that were still problems. And just because he wasn't ready to jar people into obedience... And so he slowly changed things over and over again. And then there was another guy, Karlstadt, who threw out anything that seemed to be 
connected to Catholicism. So he got rid of the robe and wore other things, got rid of any kind of liturgy, got rid of all these different things right away and kind of like gave people whiplash. And I've seen that uh, in Latin America when I, I know I, when I did work in different places, um, once people kind of see some of the abuses in kind of the, the cult-ish of the, the Roman Catholic Church in Latin America, I've seen like maybe hyper Pentecostals who run into a Catholic home without saying things and tearing Virgin Mary statues off the wall and and being very aggressive without the conversation and I you know it's not really up to us to go to, to you know, even Jesus did even do that you know so you kind of what we say here a lot of victories meet people where they're at mm-hmm. and and don't make assumptions but how are you going to meet people where they're at so that that's that's too bad and. If you make a bunch of assumptions, then you don't have any kind of further conversation with this, this right? And this she great was woman. completely yeah. turned off. Like For she's sure. like, "This is ridiculous. Like why, sure. you know, why is why is this happening?" Mm-hmm. And I think you know, so often we talk about evangelizing and, and what that looks like and what's appropriate and what is most effective. Play the long game. Exactly. You know, it's it's a quality. You know. And, we can only touch so many people's lives and maybe you think you're mm-hmm. touching many lives when you're standing on your on your street corner with your megaphone or you're reaching mm-hmm. out randomly mm-hmm. to people who have certain right. decor but it's not it's not like legitimate like people right. don't take that seriously and so yeah um i just i think that yes our job well and it's not even a job but you know we should want people to have the hope that we have in Jesus, and that's great. But I think going about it the wrong way. So as you were talking to her, I mean, is she totally turned off to any kind of Christianity, or was she open to things, or how how did you approach it differently than um Well, no, she asked ram. me a couple questions, and, mm-hmm. you know, I just responded, and she's like, you know, maybe one day I'll find God. I don't know. Yeah. You know, and, and I just, I, I she's fascinating, and yeah. I just, I enjoy talking to her, mm-hmm. and yeah. So, yeah, I think when you're dealing with people in the arts, man, that is such an open door to the greatest artist. Uh, just to appreciate nature, like mm-hmm. look at all the symmetry, look at all the beauty, mm-hmm. look at all the design, look at all the intentionality, and just enjoy it with the person. Hope, and then one day, hopefully, you can get back to the designer. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's too bad. I, and the problem is, man, that interaction probably was very short mm-hmm. left a long impact mm-hmm. and there's no ongoing context or, or 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 conversation yeah so like i said Aaron, uh she responded she says you know oh thanks for your interest in the shop you know yeah that type of thing and then the woman just replied with a thumbs up yeah you know it's and like it's so what were you doing Wh- who, yeah. what did you think you just did there like you thought you did something yeah by bringing this up like you don't even make sense if you're really if your conscience is really that offended by Mm -hmm. the decor or whatever you know i it would be worth it you know i think to ask sam smith like what was your intention here Mm -hmm. instead of just saying like while you're worshiping the devil like yeah what are you trying to do what do you what is what's going on here you know um so i don't know i think just find out about people talk to people take an interest in them everybody's got a story everybody's got their own experiences Mm -hmm. and their own you know, viewpoints and it's fascinating to listen to people mm-hmm. and hear what they have to say. So build, build relationships with people. That's why, again, I love missionaries because they have no, they have no leverage. 
here in the States, we have, at least maybe we did, some kind of cultural leverage where people felt some kind of obligation to maybe go to a Christian church from their grandma or something. And so you had some kind of clout maybe at one time. When you go in some foreign mission fields, like they have no leverage whatsoever. And it is a long one-by-one conversation. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times in our mission fields, like true conversions, like you've been working there for three years and you have a church of 10 people, you know, Mm -hmm. and because that's what it takes, lots of tattoos and (laughs) lots of (laughs) time sitting and talking. And um, sometimes we get an artificial understanding of real evangelism when we have lots of Christians that are kind of shuffling around to different churches. But that kind of evangelism that takes days, hours, years on one-on-one is really evangelism. And I don't even, I wouldn't even call it that. Like I'm literally just talking to you. Yes. And we're exchanging ideas and we're exchanging, you know, life stories and viewpoints and experiences. And, and so I, I don't think, you know, I, I don't know. And, and I think anybody can do it no matter how everybody has a a sphere of influence, no matter how big, whether it's, within your own family or a coworker or, you know, you don't have to be mm-hmm. everywhere all the time, mm-hmm. but take care of the relationships that you have. But you're naturally curious. I think that's oh, a I'm big, fascinated that, you know, I think that is a, a big issue. Some people are so black and white. Sometimes I envy them because they have these rules that make life simple for them. Uh, this is right, this is wrong, and I'm going to let you know, even if I don't care who I offend, that this is right, this is wrong, and they just don't have any room for gray or curiosity. Uh, and so you say it's easy, but I, I think for some people that's very hard to hold their tongue and to not say anything and not accuse, but just withhold judgment for a while until you get the full story. That, that's, that's not easy to everybody. What do you think, Matt? Uh, agree. Um, I was going to say, the, you know, I was going to uh, agree with what you said about assumptions and um, people People need to understand that it's not a Christian nation anymore. Sure. You're right. just not working with people who have even a background of Christianity. Right. right. There's just, you, you know, you can't say that Satan. I mean, pe- yeah, people know, I guess, what Satan is, but right. th- that doesn't mean anything to them, you know. Yeah, I mean, are you, are you really going to go inside a mosque in the Middle East and start tearing things off the wall or, or you know, yelling at them that they're, it, it, you need it. this is their whole culture, this is their whole community, this is their whole life, and what is it actually going to take uh, to maybe walk with them long enough to have them be interested in Jesus? Just like it would be for us, like if somebody came in, if you turn the tables, and somebody would come into our lives and start saying we're all wrong about Christianity and you know they think Islam or Hinduism or something needs is the truth that would take a long time for me to be convinced of that mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it would take a lot of conversations i it couldn't be just coming and yelling at me i would kind of roll my eyes well and i feel like a lot of christians have kind of this mentality of this is the way it should be either because you know, when we talk about like maybe a family structure or, you know, and so they have this, they're trying to make, they're trying to mold the world into something that it should be instead of saying, this is the world. How do we mm-hmm. work in it? Sure. 
And so I think you, you will not find success if you say, well, this is the people should go to church every Sunday. They should go to church every Sunday. They should be here physically Mm. every Sunday. Well, that's just not the way it is. And so Mm. you can either continue to bang your head against the wall and say, people should do this, or you can go and find ways to get to the people. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. that that's just one example, but the way it should be versus the way it is. Right. And those things might be two different conversations too of, again, are we talking to Christians where you can say, after you have that foundation of, all right, if you're not going to come to worship every week, what are you doing? Uh, but we at least have this agreement that worshiping God is our whole life now as a Christian. That's everything. Um, if they're not a Christian, you can't start with any of that. You, mm-hmm. you have to start with Jesus. Um, so, yeah, it and, and it, you really mess up when you go assuming things, you know, demanding somebody follow Christian values that's not a Christian it's just because that's how it should be in their minds you know like right yeah and 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 maybe we could we could argue like yes we you know we believe that Christianity is the way to go and Jesus is the way and we believe that and we could say you Mm -hmm. know yes you know it would Mm -hmm. be great if everybody lived that way but it just it's not the reality of the situation I think a lot of times it's either a black and white personality where it's like I'm just going to tell you I don't care how much I offend you and I don't care what it does, but I'm, I have to get this out like black and white personality. Also, I think it can be out of fear, almost, uh, you know, fear of God or just um, you feel like you have to say all these things or you're not being faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I've, I've felt that in myself too. And, and I've seen it in other people where, especially if, if you're kind of a perfectionist, or again, you know, things are very clear for you in your head and you feel like you, to keep your conscience clear, you have mm. to go around mm-hmm. fixing everybody's stuff mm. and you see so many things that are wrong in the world. And so it just takes a lot to realize like you're not the savior. And, and then to look at examples of the apostles, I think it's really great. Uh, in the book of Acts, we have a bunch of sermons that were preached to different groups of people. And when Peter is preaching to Jews, he says, all right, we all agree that the Hebrew scriptures are true. Now, they talked in the Hebrew scriptures about a Messiah. I'm going to tell you who that is. And, and we all agree on that. And then when Paul preached in Athens, he says, all right, I see there's lots of gods here. You have all these different gods you're worshiping. And you even have a, a, a statue to an unknown God. That God that you don't know, that's what I'm going to tell you. That's what I'm going to tell you about. So, Finding that point of mm-hmm. contact and similarity mm-hmm. and, 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 and something that you agree on, at the end of the day, even with secular people, you're going to agree on a basic conscience, right and wrong, and this has to come from somewhere. But if they're secular, you can't agree on all the things that are in Scripture. You have to start where yeah, being people where they're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's too bad. Like I said, maybe I need to get a tattoo just so I can meet this lady. Oh, she's great. Maybe, maybe I can get her to come to church. And I just, I'm you. not the kind of guy that could pull off a tattoo. I don't think, Matt. Nope. No. Yeah. I don't you don't have so. enough flavor about you. No, nothing. <laughs> uh, right. I'm good on that topic. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about uh, the debate. We're talking about prayer coming up in an upcoming sermon series. So I'm thinking about prayer right now, and I, the age-old debate of 
do you do off the cuff, sometimes called excorde prayers? Is that how you have to pray? Is that the best way to pray? Or can you pray rote prayers? Are those better or worse? And uh, rote prayers, you know, like the Lord's Prayer or or a common table prayer. Sometimes you know, a lot of Lutherans will pray, "Come, Lord Jesus," before before a meal. Um, do you guys have any when when it comes to prayer? Do you do you feel better or worse or strange or not strange saying one or the other, an excorde off the cuff prayer or? Do you like if there's a written prayer that someone else wrote that you can pray uh, in general? Um, hmm, that's a good question. I think, I think obviously a prayer is probably more personal if you're the one that wrote it mm-hmm. to, okay. to me. Um, I often find myself praying for the same things. Okay. So, I mean, am I using the same prayer, kind of? Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, sometimes... Um, if you decide you're just going to pray, like mine can just wander endlessly. Mm-hmm. With which one? Either one? Or? If you're just making it up as you go. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, you can go on and on. Yeah. And then you just start, I, I found myself drifting and just thinking about other stuff. And it's like, <laughs> what am I doing? You know, like, so, uh, yeah, I guess those are, those are my thoughts on the matter. What do you think in worship? Do you, uh, when a pastor pre, uh, prays a written prayer versus uh, an off-the-cuff prayer, do you think it matters? Um, hmm. That's tough because there's an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's tough. Pastors do this thing where they don't know how to land the plane. Ah, yeah. We're, I was just... <laughs> we were just saying, saying that. that. We were yeah. just talking about that, like... Here we go, circling around one more time. Almost No, we're going to take it back off again. <laughs> See, I was just talking to Michael about this because when he does videos, he wants to use the teleprompter yeah. and get it right because there's like uh, all these like kind of innate rhetorical things that we all know to make our words sound like they're more prepared or like yeah. more professional. And, you know, and and so your brain like picks up on those things and then you assume when the person starts slowing down and says, you know, like takes a breath, you're like, okay, they're 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 coming, and then the just keeps going. Yeah. And uh, at that point, it's like, is the audience really listening to what they're saying, or are they just kind of subconsciously um, monitoring them, yeah. your cadence to yeah, try yeah. to figure out when, when it's going to be done? <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's good. What do you think, Annie? Um, I see the benefit to both i think that particularly if you just don't have the words you know, just go to the lord's prayer yeah kind of covers everything right yeah. you just don't have the words um yeah i mean i pray personally and i obviously just talk kind yeah. of um i am uncomfortable praying on the fly publicly mm-hmm. we do sometimes prayer circles and you know we pray for person next to us or whatever and it's just i yeah i get really like mm-hmm. i'll be like okay well i think i'm done now in jesus name amen <laughs> you know, like that's that's me landing the plane it's a crash landing but it's a landing nonetheless <laughs> yeah pretty much um so i see the value to both yeah. at the same time it is encouraging just for other people to hear though too yeah. you know if you're not part of the kind of christian world there is a debate amongst christians like maybe more uh, formal Christians who say, you know, it, 
you're being too arrogant if you're, it's all about you doing your own kind of prayer. You're not honoring the history of the church and the wisdom of the church. Uh, and then there's another group that's saying you're not being real enough if you're not off the cuff. And any of any kind of rote prayer is a um, a stale prayer, and it's it's not it's not deep enough, and it's not personal enough, and it's not a personal relationship with with Jesus. I think you know what you just said, Annie. Like, if you don't know what to say, that Lord's Prayer covers it. Uh, for me, I guess the reason I bring this up is I want people, especially new Christians, to see some value in when you don't know where to start. Things like the Lord's Prayer or the Psalms can be like an agenda. If you think about, like, all right, we're gonna have a meeting today. What are we gonna talk about? What's the agenda? And I think the because what you said when we pray off the cuff, sometimes we just go back to the same things. It can be selfish or self-centered or not 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 really getting into what's and so the Psalms and the Lord's Prayer can get us to go places we didn't we wouldn't normally go. And then I think if you use it as an agenda, then you're free to kind of riff like mm. a like a jazz musician off yeah. some of these lines. Uh, but you at least know somewhere to start and you have kind of a, a home base. So I know lots of Christians or lifelong Christians say, man, I wish I prayed more. Um, and, then, and then, of course, people just start saying, I don't even know where to begin. Mm-hmm. My thing, I've just been doing a lot more of it lately, is when I get up and walk the dog in the morning, and it's real early, it's real dark, I'll, I can say it out loud, I use the Lord's Prayer as the outline. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm all right, speaking to God the Father, uh, you know, you're holy, God. I hope I pray that things are gonna you're gonna make your name holy today. You know, uh, let your kingdom come. So rule and rule in my life today. Let let it all happen. Let your will be done. And sometimes you just linger on one of these things, like, hey, everything broke down last week. Car broke down. Uh, light, you know, extra bills came in. More camps. Uh, give us today our daily bread. Uh, get us give us what we need to get through today, God. So I just want to encourage people. I think to. Uh, Use everything that's available to them to keep their prayer life rich and not let it get stale. And and stale doesn't necessarily mean it's got to be all off the cuff. Uh, you don't have to do this on the on your own. Use the history of the church, but also make it your own. Make it your own. Uh, and yeah, and I think the Psalms. I am just loving the Psalms lately. Uh, especially we've we've talked um I'm teaching this class on trauma and and it's I'm so thankful that many people are are now saying hey pastor let's talk or hey there's more to my life now and and we need to talk and the psalms give so much room to say why god why did you let this happen why did you let me suffer why did you let me go through this trauma they also give you a reason to say god do something about this bring this person to justice make this stop they also say, God, I, I don't know what's going to happen now. I'm a little scared, but I know you're going to bring this to resolve. And then they give you the capacity to praise. Like, all right, God, I, I'm going to praise you. This is this is a good thing. You're going to bring this all, all. So, yeah. So I just want to encourage people to pray. Anything else you guys thinking on prayer? One other thing, too. I mean, I, I think even with the Lord's Prayer and stuff, because some of these, they're just so committed to memory mm-hmm. that you have to, yeah, be intentional about it mm-hmm. so that you're not just saying it you know we say it every sunday at church right. and it's easy to just yeah you know can, recite can i have it. a c- confession 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, last night we had our volunteers thing here, and then we hung out a little bit afterwards. And some people are talking about, yeah, Ben, you look a lot more nervous when you're leading worship than when you're preaching. And it was, I was like, do you have a tally back there of how many mistakes I make? And I, I do you, or Matt, do you have a tally going or? Uh, yeah. Okay. We, we usually have a weekly bet. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Um, and I, I don't know if it was last week or the week, but it must've been the week before because it was the week I wasn't preaching. I knew there was a bunch of announcements that were coming up. So you were thinking I, about the announcements? Yeah, and I was like, praying. oh man, I, I don't think I know all of the things I'm supposed to be saying. And then I switched a bunch of words in the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> and and then I sat down and Bill's like, you know, the Lord's Prayer is written up on the board. You, you don't have to. And he just gave me a little jab. And I was like, yeah, that's what I get for yeah. letting my mind wander and worry about what's oh, coming up next. So. Oh, we notice. <laughs> but it's, I think I think it's the same with the, like the creeds yeah, too right. that we do every week. Right. You know, I I don't pay attention to those. I I like because I've got <gasps> someone who's got to flip got to flip the video for the live stream. Yeah. I've got someone who's got to have the slide on the right time. Yeah. And if it's not on the right time, then there's this big awkward pause when it gets to the end of that page. You know. Yeah. And then when you're the sound person, you got to fade in the crowd mics. Yeah. So you can hear everybody. And so whenever those prayers or those creeds start, I just I just like. You know, it's just another thing to do. So I'm like, I'm just, my eyes are scanning. Yeah, but you could probably recite them while doing the other three or four things you have oh, to I do. Oh, I say them. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's what I'm saying because they're just yeah. so there that it's like, yeah. you have to be very careful or, sure. you know, I do too. Sure. Like, you know, and I didn't grow up learning this either. Yeah. So, you know, I think about my kids having to memorize all of these things at a young age and yeah. just I, to really think, but what are we saying here right. every yeah. week? And I think that's really important to, we we try uh, to always introduce the creed to kind of give some people something to think about while they're saying it. But I will always, maybe there'll be a day when we don't say them in our church, but I will always be an advocate for saying some of these rote things because of all the experience I've had with people with memory loss. That... Mm. Every time I visited somebody with Alzheimer's or something like that, or just yeah, dementia, I can always say the Lord's Prayer with them. We all, and so you, you might think they're not, you know, you're you're going through the motions, but it's still creating these deep pathways in your brain and your heart that that I think connect connect deep to your soul. Um, that even if you don't always know what you're saying in the moment, you're you're reinforcing like the Pledge of Allegiance, you know, mm-hmm. you're reinforcing something that you want deep down inside. So, yeah, they're, even if you don't always engage deeply, it's worth it being in your brain. So that's all I have to say about that. I want to hear what you have to say. You just brought up a broad topic and sounds yeah. juicy. Sounds, well, sounds juicy. <laughs> juicy. Well, it just, it, uh, it uh, was yes, yesterday was Valentine's Day mm-hmm. and I had heard... I had heard a few days on the radio, like one of the stations was like, um, you know, they were doing something special or whatever, different for Valentine's Day. But then they were like playing like an anti-Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And they were like, Valentine's Day, more like manipulative, hallmark, corporate, whatever day. <laughs> and it was like, oh, someone's bitter. <laughs> okay. You know, and then um, yesterday we had a chapel at school. And the speaker gets up and says, hello, hello, uh, well, you know, happy Valentine's Day to everybody. And there's just like a moment of silence. And then there's just boo. 
<laughs> Everybody is I just. I love it. And I was just sitting there and I was like, why is everyone so. Like, I remember being like really little and on Valentine's Day, you got free candy at school. Yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And I feel like. I don't actually know if we did anything in high school. I just, I've always associated with free candy. Yeah. So it's always been like, that's pretty good. Yeah. And now it's just, and now it seems like, obviously, you know, yes, of course it's a corporate holiday. You know, of of course it's a big scam. Yeah. um, To get people to go out, buy overpriced stuff and everything is pink and red and all that. And like, that's pretty obvious. But I kind of thought about, because we talked about Christmas. Yeah. And how Christmas is not always what we want it to be every year. And so it's a bittersweet holiday. Right. And people are can be sad around Christmas. And there's kind of something that still brings people together. And Valentine's Day, it's like either you love Valentine's Day because you have a Valentine that day. Yeah. And you guys go out and you do something special. Or you hate it. And it's just there to make you feel lonely and sad. And it's there to rip all your money off. Like... Why is it so extreme for people? I appreciate that you can find a little happy medium. Like, hey, I got chocolate. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's yeah. Wrong well, with I that? think you can have a significant other and still hate it like myself. Like, yeah. So why do you hate it? Just I think it's dumb. I think it's corporate. I think it's like there's too much pressure. Like people have enough going on. Why just, do we have yeah. to do this well, now? And you don't have. That, that's my point. Is I, don't, I don't think you have to. Good. So just, so just don't. But then, you know, it got people making a big stink about it. I knew one of my professors, he made all of us feel bad because the guy was just such a romantic. Like the whole week leading up to Valentine's, it was like a rose for each day. He wrote like a poem each day for his wife. He just like, he made this like Valentine's month. And I think it made her feel amazing, you know, like that she was that... Sounds clingy to me. I don't I like that. It's too much. They were married, Amy. It's clingy. There's no such thing as clingy when you're married. Yes, you're there supposed is. to cling. That's no. the whole. <laughs> Dave. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, man, I feel I, bad for Dave. Yeah, me too. Uh, Sorry, Dave. <laughs> it was. This is the first year our kids really got into it because of significant others. And that's kind of funny. To Who watch. else? Spill that tea, Ben. Oh, there's stuff out there. Do I need to have there. a talk to him? There's stuff going on out there. It's, a, it's, it's amazing how motivating it can be for young people is what I was going to say without spilling all the tea on this uh this large viewing or listen <laughs> all the people who listen to this. Um <laughs> So that's kind of fun to watch how motivating it can be. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a, I ended up just doing flowers this year for Emily because I was wandering around the store again, like usual, like I need a manual. I need typical husband. <laughs> typical. Am, I right? <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> am I right? Yeah. So that the pressure to get another thing wrong and right uh, is not cool. Yeah. So you're anti. You were yelling boo. You were you at Wisco yelling I, boo? No, I probably was like in the back, <laughs> starting the whole. She was the loudest one, inciting the riot. Yeah. yeah. But does that say something about our young people? I mean, I like my kids are not. Do they still have hope? Is that it? Like, yeah. Well, no, I'm wondering. Like, do they, I mean, just had the bitterness of like lost love smack them in the face? Or do they not <laughs> care? Or I don't know. You know. I think 
it's nice, I think, Matt, that you don't have to take a hard side. And it's it is funny how people have to take a hard side on so yeah, many. You things. just don't. Like <laughs> I, 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 I. Let me think. I, I have, I, I. So I've dated a couple people a long, long time ago, and I think on like on one occasion it lined up where I was dating somebody on Valentine's Day. Yeah. And I, we did some stuff, and then I had to go to, like, I worked a job that was a restaurant, so it, ha- it was more busy on Valentine's, so I had to go to work. And I, I remember she got all upset about that and was like, I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> I have a job, you know? It's and just so, another day. I mean, I did roll my eyes at that, I'm sure. It, it is, it, I, I think the pressure is stupid. But yeah. at the same time, like, okay, so... Go get the free cho- get the, the the clearance rack chocolate on the sixteenth or whatever you know like I know a pastor who was very anti like he would make sure everyone knew he was anti and I think it's because of isn't it celebrating like around the time of a of a massacre sent I think I think there's some history that oh. it was on uh, on mm. a certain date and ah, that he, stuff doesn't matter yeah okay <laughs> but uh, yeah he uh, he was very vocal about it so. I don't know. It's a good excuse for a church to be like, but Jesus was the ultimate love, you know? So. It was interesting, you know, having this volunteer supper thing uh, benefit last night on Valentine's Day. People were able to make it. So, you know, they were looking for something else to do beside the typical. And it was really fun. Yeah. It was yeah. super fun. I was really glad well. we could do that. So, we had a good time. So, you're. Just keep it as it is. Use it if you want it, right? Is that what you're saying, Matt? Yeah, I just, I, like, obviously, I, I know it's a corporate, it's a big pressure thing, and it's, it is pretty stupid, just objectively. But I, I just, like, people just, I feel like people just let their bitterness out on that day. <laughs> well, it's stupid. It's just Hallmark trying to sell. Well, it's, it's like, because well, they, some they, people like it. They have, they don't have what they want. Yeah, and that's why but just be a little more it. subtle about well. it. Like we know you're bitter and lonely. But please try to hide it. It'll bring us all down here. How about how about Valentine's Day? Do you care about that? I, well, I don't. I don't celebrate it, but I I love that. Like yeah, there I you think go. That's great. Yeah, I think doesn't that start because of Parks and Rec, the TV show? Uh, or yeah, or Amy was Polder. it was it Parks and Rec? Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that she. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. So, which I think is great. Yeah, there you go. So fight the man right there, Valentine's yeah. Day. Just being with your friends. Right? Isn't that isn't that really what it's about? Loving people? No, right? no, 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 no. See, that to me is also bad. Just <laughs> you, you either are doing the thing like you either got to go all out, the hearts, the candy, everything, or just chill out about it. Because otherwise, then it just it just seems really desperate. Then you're like, well, we don't need men. We have each other. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, just just play it cool. You know. If you're gonna go big, though. <laughs> I say good chocolate. If you're gonna get chocolate, don't get the cheap, the cheap chocolate mm-hmm. from Walmart. Go get a good chocolate bar. That's yeah, what I say. Don't anything that when when they put things in boxes, yeah, that's always a ripoff. It never, yeah. it's never even good. Yeah. Just find yourself a, a trusted brand and just buy that all year. Don't don't worry about the one day. Yeah. It's a waste of your money. That's good. Life advice. There you go. <laughs> I know. Solved all the problems. That's what I do. All right. Peace. Oh, don't forget, March 3rd, we're transitioning over. That's the big day, March 3rd, transitioning our podcast to a different platform, not going to be paired with the Victory Podcast. You will have to search Climbing Sycamores by name. Thank you.
If you'd like to get a hold of us here at the Climbing Sycamores podcast, feel free to email bsadler at victoryofthelamb.com. B-S-A-D-L-E-R at victoryofthelamb.com. If you like today's intro music, it's been brought to you by Andrew Lynch's song, My Name, Hello.